get it right. I'm trying to be better about my show notes. Not that anyone yeah. reads them. Well, I don't help you at all. Man. I don't worry. Thank you for it. As I listen to the show, I just write stuff down. <gasps> Whose dog is that? That's Ken. This is there. Oh, that's funny. Welcome to Conversation on Tap, a new podcast that seeks to promote intelligent dialogue in an age of echo chambers and self-segregation. Pull up a stool, pour a glass of tasty beer, and join us each week as we talk about all the topics that you are told not to discuss in polite company. My name is Joel. And I'm Jose. And this week, we're going to have uh, discussions about questions that our listeners have sent to us, which mm-hmm. is super fun. And I'm always so sheepish about this show because I can't believe that <laughs> anybody would listen to us. So thank you yeah. to everybody who's actually sent questions. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. I, I, I'm always surprised by who listens. Yeah. Because I get people who will just... You know, randomly stop me and go, hey, you have that show? <laughs> I know, me too. It's like, fun. I went out and had a drink with someone the other day, and they're like, I've been listening to your show. I'm like, really? Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Dude. Yeah. It's fun. That's, it's an honor. It is. I, I mean, I always, I've told you a thousand times, I'm just happy that my grandkids will hear a little bit about me someday. Oh, yes. <laughs> so. Well, I want to do a cheers. Yeah. Because you've been gone for a while. Yeah. And I... I'm so stoked that you carried on, and it sounds like those episodes are great. I've been so busy, I haven't even listened to them yet, I'm embarrassed to say. but Yeah, so we'll catch up with you. That was one of the questions we got from our listeners. We'll catch up with what you've been up to, because you've had just a crazy time. Yeah, it was. An amazing time. Yeah. Before we get there, what are we drinking this week? Oh, what yes. do we have? So, this is Moose Drool, and is this an amber? Did I throw away the bottle? Let me get the bottle. Alright, so Moose Drool, no, it's a brown ale, of course, looking at it, and um, but it drinks like a lager, and we're sort of lager-centric in the show, as you guys who listen to us know, and... Um, That's right. Man, it's easy drinking, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> we were, we've had it out for a couple of minutes, and both of us have an inch left. It's almost, yeah, it's almost gone. My glass yeah. is almost empty already. That's funny. But good <laughs> stuff, you guys... Um, have a chance to go out and get it made in Missoula, Montana by Big Sky Brewing. My buddy used to live in Montana, um, got me into this, and cool. man, I love it. It's delicious. And then later on, what are we going to, well, we'll, we'll, if we get there, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Take a drink here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did we cheers already? Cheers again. Damn, yeah. that's good. <laughs> And now for the segment of our show that we call Fred Talks. In this segment of our show, Joel and I will each share one thing that we are passionate about for two minutes. Though we tend to be a bit long-winded, so that isn't a strict time limit. This week, Joel is going to discuss... I'm going to discuss surfing etiquette. And the reason I want to discuss this is because a lot of people who are going out surfing for the first time, and surfing has been completely sort of opened up to the masses because of these softboards that Costco sells for like a hundred bucks. So a lot of people getting out into the lineup, that's what we call the area where you catch waves, um, without knowing uh, the rules of the road. And it's very frustrating to people who've been surfing and know the rules of the road. Um, so 
if you are going to go surfing, know that there is those waves are gems, they're jewels, and and there's got to be some way to um, to decide who, if two people are going for the wave, who gets it. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows that a wave that peels, that means that it's got some open face and it's got white water mm-hmm. on it. The, the part that's already broken. Whoever's closest to the the part that's already broken is got priority, and and anybody else on that wave has got to get off. And you see more and more people snaking. That's the term for people who are not getting off of a wave that uh, somebody else has priority on. It's really frustrating. Now today, I was at a. I have like a secret spot. Like every surfer's dream is to have a secret spot. That, yeah. And it's not, it's quasi secret, but it's along the Gaviota coast. And, um, and my sons and I, we get it to ourselves. It's not a great way, but just because we get it to ourselves, it's amazing. But two people went out today and were completely, they had, they had no clue. And well, we were in the water at that point. We got out, but it's 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 frustrating basically when when somebody gets in the water and yeah. doesn't know what to do and it's actually sometimes dangerous the newbies yeah and then the other etiquette is just if if you have been getting tons of waves which experts will you should also give up some of the waves if you're so good you could get every wave don't be a wave hog and and don't get every wave for yourself so i'm just hoping that some people who eventually surf will understand that it's not just a free-for-all out there there are rules it's frustrating but most surfers they don't hassle you if you don't know the rules of the road but um but man if it does get to that point there have been beatings out in the water and there's and there's lots of frustration because those waves are uh, i mean they're they're goals to people Mm -hmm. who love it and if you're learning great go learn at a spot where there's a lot of other learners and then you don't have to really follow those rules as much but i don't know so yeah there are some places in the world i think in australia yeah there's a spot where they are hardcore about it they're almost like gangs totally they can become violent there's a spot in um palos verdes in fact in california called lunata bay it's a big wave spot where um they've had to post a sheriff i think or a police officer because they're beatings almost every time the waves get good there the locals there can't stand all the um, outsiders come in to surf their wave and that's wrong too yeah but you gotta you gotta understand these locals they they don't get their share of their own wave in their backyard because a lot of other people come in so i can kind of understand their frustration but i don't understand them bashing people with rocks like they do well usually it's like oh you're a surfer so you must be a stoner oh no you're (laughs) Beating that guy senseless. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a thugs. They're they're stoners. (laughs) They're uh, Jeff Spicoli. They're oh man. We did five stoners. Are are just people. They're dicks and they're awesome. Mostly awesome, I think, because I think so. Yeah, it's you're catching energy from the earth, and man, that's a cool thing. But to me, it's like. Anywhere you go, there's rules. Like if you're yeah. if you're driving on the road and you come to a four-way stop, there are rules for who goes. Yeah, right? but some people right don't away. understand that there's going to be rules out in the water with surfing. Of course there are. Remember, people, if somebody's already on the wave, especially if they're closer to the critical section, hmm. get off the wave. And some people don't even look. you got to see if somebody's already on the wave. Now, in areas yeah. where you're beginning, don't worry so much about it. Like, I don't know. The, the point at Refugio where I was today is, is got an intersection that is almost a beginner section. And 
you see a lot of people do party waving, which is just everybody can get on the wave and it's not a big deal. And you just got to sort of, you got to figure out what the situation is when yeah. you're there. You can usually figure it out, but be respectful to everybody out there. If you give respect, you'll get it out in the water. So what are you um, going to be giving your Fred talk on today? So mine is going to be brief. Um, I think what I would like to do is over the next maybe three or four Fred talks, give just a little bit of Pope facts. Because I think one of the contentious issues, even still today, between the different denominations of Christianity and um, the Catholic Church, is the Pope. Right? He's kind of like a visible, a visible um, embodiment of contention. Yep. So I want to give a few facts to kind of kind of at least give the Catholic Church's reasoning behind the the Pope. I am so excited about this and so I can throw out my questions too. Please. Good, because I've got I've got several. So I, I'll probably answer them over the coming yeah, weeks. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the end maybe. Or, or if it's relevant, yeah. But the, so the first thing I want to say is the word Pope. So you hear like, where does it say Pope? Well, Pope is like the, is the English version of the word Papa, which means Father. Sure. So people are like, where does it say Pope? Well, it doesn't say Pope, right? If you look at the church we call our priests father. Right. Right. And so he's like the top father. He is like the head of the church. So he is the father, the papa, the pope. Right. And does that, is that biblical, the word father for the church? Yeah, that's going to be one of the things I'll talk about maybe next week. Okay, cool. So back in the olden days, back during the Davidic kingdom, the person who was the steward of the kingdom while the king was away was called the father. Okay. And so, Makes sense. spoiler, um, <laughs> That's that's, the Davidic... that's just one of your gems that I just, just totally opened my eyes on. Well, the there you go. That's so the, in, the, in the Davidic kingdom, obviously David was the king or whoever was the king would go away. Yeah. And there would be like a prime minister or a steward while he was gone. Right. Right. So if you look at the church, Christ is the king. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and the pope is kind of there as the prime minister. Right. The steward. Right on. And so. Sorry for stealing the fire for next time. But <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, we can continue little, on that one. little preview. But. Just as to add to that quickly, though, Pope Francis, then, is the 266th Pope. Wow. There have been 266, and we start with Peter. And we base that on Matthew 16, 18, right? And Christ tells him, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Yeah. And so that's kind of our, I guess, our proof text there. Yeah, no, that's a, that thing, that one suffices for um, the first yeah. pope. Would he been, be considered the first pope? Is that what you just we said? We consider him the first yeah. pope. Yeah, okay. And so for 200, there have been 266 popes over the last 2,000 years. I can't help but ask this question. You're saying that we actually know who the second pope is? Because I'm super curious. After Peter, that's crazy that we know that far back. Yeah, so Peter was pope from 32 basically before Christ's death until 67, which is when he was crucified upside down by the Romans. Yep. And then the second pope after him was Linus. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Nice. And he was pope for about 10 years. Love that. Then Linus. Cletus, or Anacletus, and then Clement, all the way through. No, pope Clement sounds very familiar, but there's probably been many there's of them. several Clements. Yeah, okay. it's a popular one. Yeah. And then they just go all the way down. And then... You see um, 
they don't count the how do I say this? They don't count the popes who were not legitimate. Now there are so some popes there been some anti-popes in France. Was yes, it? yeah. So anti-popes, people who claim to be pope, yeah. but weren't. So they don't count them. Right, right. They only count the legitimate ones. Right. And um, so yeah, pope stands for Papa, which means father. There have been two hundred and sixty-six, and the pope is the bishop. He's a bishop of Rome. Nice. So I'll, I'll have more as we go each week. But. Can I ask one more question? I go, please. Because yeah. this is my main question, and I don't know if any of your other episodes will, or your um, Fred talks will um, cover this. So I have to ask it now. Yeah. Is it true that they consider the Pope's encyclical or some of his pronouncements? Mm-hmm. As good as God's word, or is it not quite that high? Or where do some of his statements stand as far as the Bible? Do you put it on the same level as the Bible? Some of the statements. So let me say this: the um, people will say, "Oh, popes, the you know Catholics believe the Pope. Everything the Pope says is infallible." Right. No, the Pope has to specifically say, "I am making an infallible." Pronouncement. I, I, I'm going to keep on asking. Yeah. Does every pope do, do that, or do no? It's okay, only so happened, it's real rare. So over the last two thousand years, two hundred sixty-six popes. It's happened four times. Oh my lord! Now, mm-hmm. are any of those four controversial? Do you know them? Do one, you know the four? I don't know the four, but one of the most recent one I believe was in the fifties, and basically, um, the pope said that Mary, mother, uh, the mother of Jesus Christ, was assumed into heaven. Ah, but that's extra biblical. It's, that would be extra biblical, but it's based on assumptions. It's not stated in the Bible. So right. they, they make certain assumptions. Hey, now, and it's based on tradition, too. Isn't yes, that and tradition. And tradition, okay, yeah. So assumptions that you can make, tradition, yeah. various other things. Mm-hmm. No, I know that's super controversial amongst yes. a lot of Protestants, yeah. So basically, it's only happened four times over 2,000 years. I think that's outstanding. I was worried that here, like every pope did, like three of them. No. I'm like, oh, that's watering it down. No. Stay a, away from the biblical pronouncements. Yeah. So what, what they say is the pope, when he makes that kind of a pronouncement, it's ex cathedra. Okay. From the seat of. Nice. Which goes back to one of my future Fred Talks, the seat. Nice. The chair of. And so that's where we get the word cathedral. Yeah. The cathedrals are where the bishops sit. Nice. It's the chair of the bishop. But anyway, that's my friend. Oh, that's that's awesome. And I can't wait for you to go to Rome. My favorite city oh, yes. probably in the world is Rome. And and St. Peter's Basilica is just amazing. I want to go there oh, so badly. Oh, Jose, I want to be there almost because I, I want to see the goosebumps standing out in your arms. Oh, this could be so fun. I goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. No, I, uh, I just, I, I almost want you to be there during that whole Easter thing or the Christmas thing because oh, that's yeah. so cool. But yeah. That's Hopefully fun. someday soon. That's, that's we'll fun see. stuff. I love it. I love that tradition. It's so neat. Ugh, I love that the Catholics have that, that going back to Jesus' time, to Peter. It's amazing. It's definitely long-lasting. Yeah. <laughs> So this week, it's amazing, but true, that people, they, what's that great Oscars acceptance speech? We said, you, you love yeah. us. You yeah. actually love us. Who was that? Oh, that was Sally Field. Yes. Yeah. That was so cool. So thank you so much for sending these questions. And number one, what have I been up to? So I've been to Kauai for two weeks. That's our annual pilgrimage. And then to the Sequoias, just outside the uh, Sequoias, to the Kauai River. Oh, yeah. Beautiful area. And that's about it. 
So camping, quasi-camping up at Kauai and Sequoias and Kauai for two weeks. And then lots of um, beach time. Weather's been awesome here in California. That's why I just totally. had uh, surfing as my uh, Fred talk. What about you? Well, I, I didn't do that much. I had more of a staycation. I didn't really go anywhere or do and, anything. But you've been babysitting. And you've been well, preparing, which is awesome. Yeah, I've been babysitting because... My wife is pregnant, and so we're kind of getting in some practice before, you know, our baby comes uh, in December. But, um, no, it's been, for me, pretty boring. Uh, I'm curious about, like, what you were doing. So you went to Kauai. Oh, my gosh. What what was your, what was going on when you went there? When we go to Kauai, we surf. Like, this time we surfed right in front of my auntie's house, a place called Davidson's Reef. We surfed at um, Hanalei, a place called Pine Trees, which we had so much fun. It's almost like a California um, surf spot because it's all sand bottom. Real peaky, really fun. And we surfed at a place in front of... The, gosh, I always forget, is it the Marriott in Poipu? Mm. Um, if you guys know Poipu, it's just to the west of the main spit there. And uh, it's it's a huge surf spot. And, man, there are fun waves there. And, and tons of family there. Yeah, and we have tons of So we also spread um, my mother-in-law's ashes. And we all, you know, talked a little bit about her. Krista and I sang some Hawaiian songs, which is what she requested. Um, we're about to go to Kansas uh, in a couple days to spread the second half of her ashes there. There, um, but we spread um, them up at uh, Koke'e, which is the beautiful and super temperate. I mean, when it's 85, 90 degrees down below yeah. on the hot side of Kauai, it's so nice to get up into 70 degree weather. Feels like paradise, and that's why she picked it. It's just so pretty. Everybody knows Kauai knows Koke'e, and it's just amazing. What does that mean? Um, I don't know. Koke'e? Great... Yeah, Koke'e. Koke'e? Yeah. Hawaiians have that guttural stop that yeah. eh, they're like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah so koke'e, and that's cool. I don't know what it means. I should find out, but it's it's um, this area that's amazingly, it's almost like a plateau. It's pretty flat, mm-hmm. and it's way up high, and it's um, you get to it by way of the Waimea Canyon, which is called by, some people say it's Mark Twain who said it, but that's probably apocryphal, um, the Grand Canyon of the Pacific, a beautiful area, and... Um, so we spread her ashes right at um, Krista's grandfather's former home site, which is right across the street from the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. And um, it was such a great, I mean, I just bluttered Aww. talking about her. It was, it was, it's embarrassing looking back, and I don't know why I'm embarrassed, because I should be proud to embrace, to, to, yeah, embrace my, my feelings for her. Mm-hmm. And, and um, man, it was it was great ceremony. It was real casual, like it should be in Hawaii. Yeah. And um, beautiful flowers and, and beautiful singing. And so there's surfing. There was the spreading of the ashes. And this time we had um, Chris's sister there, which is super fun. So we went to, like, the rum tasting um, place in Koloa. And we went to a great brewery there. I'm going to give a shout-out to the Kauai. I'm not wearing the T-shirt. I was earlier. The Kauai Brewing Company, or the Kauai Beer Company, I think it is, in Lihue, which is such good beer, such good food. And we just basically just do that. We spend all of our time, basically, or half of our time at beaches. That's so cool. This time, actually, we went also to the Kauai Museum and, and saw some of Chris's relatives in the actual museum, which really? is really cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. She's, she's got Hawaiian relatives that go way back, and we're pretty instrumental. Oh, wow. So we had a guest a couple weeks ago, Jose. We talked about union stuff a few weeks ago, or 
earlier in our shows. I think it was episode four. Oh, yeah, that was We're Union Strong. Yeah, and we haven't even discussed the, yeah. the decision, the, the Janice decision. Janice decision. Yeah. And then Jose was on two weeks ago. Um, we kind of debated Marvel and DC. Nice. Well, I follow him on Facebook, and uh, he's in Hawaii right now. Of course, because his course. wife has got a major connection to Hawaii. She does. And, um, yeah, he he posted that he was at the Kona Brewing Company or something. Yeah. And we've had that. Yeah, on longboard sh- uh, lager. Yeah. Just a while back, just like three or four weeks ago. Yeah. So when I commented on his Facebook page, because he said that he was there drinking with his wife, I commented, as seen on Conversation on Tap. <laughs> he thought that was nice. Funny. Yeah. So it's, it's. I haven't done anything nearly as interesting. I've played a lot of um, video games. I'm getting better. Call oh, of Duty. Which ones? Call, Call of Duty. Duty. A lot oh, of Call of Duty. Oh, your standby, right on. My, my standby. So I'm sitting there and I'll listen to like some sermon or some homily, you know. While I'm shooting people in first-person shooter, <laughs> so you actually do that? Oh yeah. What on the on the podcast? I'm on a pod. Like I listen to the Bishop Barron podcast. Or... There's no there's no conflict there, is there? I, I think because it's not real, right? It's a video game, and I don't think that studies have shown that violence no. or it's it's like it's kind of hazy. I, I think some do and some don't, but most don't, right? We already discussed this. We right? kind of did. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it does. I think if you're inclined to violence, you right. would seek those games out. Right. Right. But if you're just like me and you just are like, yeah. I like playing video games. I like the strategy. Jose, I, like the I have no qualms with you playing those violent video games because you're the least it. violent person on earth. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. So for me, my vacation has been. Really boring. But I went to a conference in San Diego. Oh, yeah. The Avid Conference. That was a few days. And then um, I just came back from San Jose. I was there for a few days. Nice. And uh, I went to the uh, the President's Conference for the CTA, the California Teachers Association. I'm not the president, but our president's in Hawaii, so he sent me. Nice. <laughs> instead. That must have been fun. It was fun. I got to meet Gavin Newsom. Oh, no way. Super cool dude. No way. He has way better hair than I do. <laughs> He's <laughs> super nice. Your hair is similar, no? I, yeah, similar. I think yeah. it is. We took a selfie together. He's so know. cool. Very nice. What's up with and his then, former wife? <laughs> I don't know anything about his wife. Oh, his former wife is now full-on Republican. I can't oh, remember really? her name. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. Oh, I didn't, yeah, we go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Yeah. And then I got to meet uh, the CTA president, Eric Hines. Great speaker. Um, I took a selfie with him as well. Mm. <laughs> and, I, and then we also heard from um, Tony Thurman, who's running for state superintendent. Nice. And uh, I tried to get a selfie with him, but he he was just swarmed by teachers. Yeah. The teachers yeah. were loving him. So, I, yeah, selfie with Gavin, selfie with CTA president. Couldn't get a selfie with this candidate. <laughs> well, it's a teacher's conference, so what do you expect? He was swarms. So I was in a group shot with him. Is he the guy that CTA's um, we endorsing? Yeah, we also endorsed Thurman. Gavin. Tony Thurmond. Okay. He's yeah. um, a, he's slightly behind Marshall Tuck. Marshall Tuck is backed by billionaires. He's backed is by he? the DeVos family. Oh, no way. Yeah. Is that going to get out that he is? Oh, it's already out. such a... Okay, but enough. I don't. Ooh, so we got to get it out there. He. Uh, yeah. This is a total tangent. I'm sorry, everyone. But no. Basically, the Republicans it's out now because true. There might be hundred people here who That's sway right. the election. Tell their friends, exactly. their friends, Vote. and their friends. If you care about education, DeVos. Just remember that this guy is backed by DeVos. Exactly. So basically, but he's winning. That's nothing in California. So basically, the Republicans in California. Sorry for Republican. Republicans in California realized that their candidate for governor is losing yeah. to Gavin Newsom. Like, 
hugely losing. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Bigly losing. So <laughs> he's losing. So the Republicans then are shifting their money and their efforts to Marshall Tuck. Is that right? Yes. And they're spending millions of dollars to um, get Marshall Tuck elected. So get out there. Vote for Tony Thurman. He's awesome. He's our guy. Wow. So anyway, that was a tangent. I'm sorry. No. Question two. Okay. What's better, Star Wars or Star Trek? Okay. You take this one first. Okay. Can't wait to. Are you seeing my answers here? Because no, I'm looking at the questions. I'm looking at the questions. In my view, I can't wait to hear this. Star, I really Wa- can't. Star Wars is better. Okay, okay. You're you're not wishy washy like me. No, I, I think there are good qualities to Star Trek. <laughs> is that yeah. all you can say? There are good qualities to Star Trek. Pretty much. So I love. Not, are you are you a fan of Star Trek? Yeah. Or, you watch the movies for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Star Trek. I'm not saying I don't. Now, so but Star Wars is just is, better. Yeah. So Star Trek gets to the intellectual in me, the the Spock in yes. me. Yes. Star Wars is all gut. It's yes. the visceral. It's right. fun. Right. Now, let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. Would Star Wars even exist if not for Star Trek? Do you think? Mm. I don't think it would actually. I don't think so. so what do you think then? So that's one of the main reasons I could never choose between these two babies. These are oh. mine. I mean, sons and daughters. And also just like the that. fact that, and that's such a wishy-washy, lame answer, but no, it's great. I like the fact that Star Wars was super, like, I don't know, they always threw out, like, an idea mm-hmm. for their shows. And they Star also, Trek? Yeah, I mean, Star Trek. Thank you, gosh. And it was like a thought I, a, a thought experiment, each right. show. And I love that. And I also love their breaking the Found the barriers oh, of yeah. like um, Shatner kissing Uhura. Uhura. I'm, I shouldn't Aliens. say Aliens. The, the real person's name versus the character's name. But what was that gal's name? I'm sad to say I, I don't know that. Yeah. And all that. I mean, there's so much breaking of barriers and and oh man, those. You, I mean, I know you love those shows too. I do. Did you? Okay, here's my next question. Did you yeah. love? The second generation, or the first generation, or the original Star Trek better? I like the original Star Trek with, you know, Spock and Captain Kirk, that crew. Yeah. But to me, because I grew up with this generation, the next generation to me is my favorite. I suggest we beam a section aboard for analysis. Make it so, number one. Well, I grew up also with the first, but like the, the, uh, what's it called? The The next next generation. generation? Yeah. With with Patrick Stewart? Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Make it so Some of those episodes are like movies. Yeah, totally. Holy smokes, they are amazing. The the whole Borg uh, series oh, was yeah. amazing, and and, and then it uh, became the the movie. Yeah. Oh man, which was amazing as well. The yeah. movies are great. Mm-hmm. Not nearly to me as good as the Star Wars. They're not given, right. I think, as much resources as the Star Wars movies are. But man, mm-hmm. they're great. But as far as movies, I, I would definitely pick the uh, the Star Wars over the um, Star Trek. But yeah. I think for me, Star Wars, it's it's got that soap opera western quality to it. Yes, in space. Yes, yes. And to me, a <laughs> Star Trek. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I thought you said. But Star I think Wars. that's Star. I thought you were talking about Star Trek because I totally think it's a soap opera. You learn to build for yourselves, think for yourselves, work for yourselves, and what you create is yours. That's what we call freedom. You'll like it a lot. Totally, you're right. It is. Yeah. Well, think of like 
Captain Kirk, like, making out with aliens or playing yeah. with... Well, yeah, well, it was so cheesy at, at points. It was it's cheesy. It's like a soap opera. True. So I apologize for but that. But no, I think Star Wars is also... Oh, yeah, in a different aspect. I see, yeah. Dynamic yeah, I see to it. Han, we need you. We need you? Yes. Well, what about you need? I I don't know what you're talking about. Come on. You want me to stay because of the way you feel about me? Yes. You're a great help to us. You're a natural leader. No. That's not it. Come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Fredo's gonna leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assumed he's a Wookiee. I can arrange that. I like the, the idea of the Jedi and being able to tap into this force and there being good versus evil. And there's something better than like playing with lightsabers. Oh, so I didn't the see Jedi. growing up, I had the Star Wars action figures and I would act out my own little scenes. I had a lightsaber. I would play in the front yard, waving it around, having mm-hmm. lightsaber. I never did Star Trek toys. No, yeah. I never no, pretended like I was very on a mission. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never yeah. pretended. And I collected Star Wars, you know, cans, toys. Remember, yeah. I collected all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you better pick Star Wars. I never yeah. collected any no. Star Trek stuff. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody does for Star because their conventions are notorious for just being right. um, hugely followed, but... Compared to Star Wars, I think that's so so much fewer. So so fewer. Right. Yeah. Now I'm gonna make you super jealous right now. Shoot. I'm so sorry to say this, but and and I would love for you and Christina to join us if you could possibly do it. It's the day before we start school. We are going to the Hollywood Bowl to watch A New Hope. What? The, the orchestra while the movie's playing. It's the first time the, the orchestra orchestra uh-huh. is playing the uh, the New Hope score with John Williams in California. I hope he shows up. That'd be he's, awesome. He's not conducting conducting it according to the website, but man, that'd be oh, so cool if he showed I'm up. Jealous. I know that's gonna be uh, so. Fun. I can't though because I'm doing this. The new teacher thing. Oh, that's right. That's the day before. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I have so to go to that. I'm gonna. I'll text you and, and eat your heart out. Damn. Yeah. Send me pictures and stuff. Yeah. That's so. Anyway. So I think at the end of this, because the person who asked this question, Ricardo, Ricardo Castro, thank you for listening. And what would Ricardo's, in your opinion, response be? Because I think, I don't know. I think Ricardo would say Star Wars. I don't know. He can correct. I'll post this yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I would love to hear what he'd say because I wonder if Ricardo sounds like he's you know totally devoted to both and and also yeah. feels like that they're his babies and couldn't mm-hmm. choose between. I would love to hear. Yeah, basically when he when he asked the question, he was like, "This could be an episode itself." What could be an episode? Itself? This question. Oh, we could do a heck whole. And by the way, yes. I have a timer going for each question to keep us on track. <laughs> no, no chance. I'm not even looking. We are so. <laughs> I'm not. trying to. Yeah. Okay, we should. Okay. But anyway, so that's so. If yeah. he wants to so come I said on and Star talk Wars. About that as an episode, that'd be sweet. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I said Star Wars, but and you're saying you love them both too much. You can't pick. Yeah, because of Star or Star Trek's historical aspects. I think that's why. I think okay. that's the baby. Right. That's that's that's. The the uh, precursor like to the genesis yeah, the of genesis, the whole yeah. space. Yeah. yeah, you have to give thing. them their due. Yeah. Okay, cool. All Before right. we move on, though, to question three. Oh, yeah. The yeah. drink. So we've finished off a Celebrator. I think it's a German, so I'm trying to speak in German. It's um, a Doppelbach, a Doppelbach, and it's um, pretty high alcohol. Oh, no, it's not. It's well 6.7. But it's delicious. It's super delicious. Super oh, there's sweet. a timer. Good. Sorry. <laughs> And now we're moving on. Now, for all you guys that think that you can't get a dark beer in a lager, well, baloney. We already drank a, a Schwartz beer, I think, last time or two or three or four times we met. 
And this is another Schwartz beer. It's, you know, we're our lager-centric. Um, That's right. So this is a Kostritzer. Is that an S or a Z? That's or a what? Z, I think. I think that is a Z. It's a Schwartz beer. It's a black beer, black lager. It's a weird, written weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. So cheers to cheers. our third beer. So while you were gone, I was drinking my IPAs. My brother had a Oh, man. Pepper. You know what? We have to start drinking IPAs for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I totally just. Because lagers are. We're, we're promoting lagers. Oh, yeah. But we, I was like, hey, Joel's that, gone. That's our thing. Let's drink, a, let's, let's drink an IPA. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No, it was IPAs funny. are good. It became a running joke. So that's good. That's so funny. All right, sorry. Question. What, what am I like? The longer. The, the, you yeah. said you're you racist against IPAs. Yes, that's right. I love it. <laughs> I'm not, but I just want to. I just don't want the the scales to go back the other way a little True. bit. I, Balance I think, it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, we're centrist here on the show. That's right. All right, what are we on? Number three. Number three. Oh man, how does Jose feel about being a parent, and what advice does Joel have? I am so fascinated by this question. Oh really? Yes. I, I I mean, are you worried? Are you excited or both? Or so it's kind of a mix of emotions, I guess. So I have a lot of people who are saying to me, You're gonna have a baby soon, or you're nervous, get ready to that but to me, I grew up in a family where we exemplify the idea that it takes a village to raise a kid. Wow. I love it. And so when I was growing up, we raised my cousins. Like literally from the time they were babies. Until they could go to elementary school. I love it. And then my brother. And then my cousin. My brother, Jesse, who's been on the show twice. Because we did a bonus episode. Right on. And then, um, yeah, my cousin. We've raised so many people. I've had so many kids growing up. So today we took my my, um, niece to... um, the Avila Barn. Such a great spot for like little kids. So awesome. We put her in. I got the stroller out. We threw her in. Got the bag. No problems. Pure joy. Pure joy. We took my nephew to Disneyland a few years ago. Golden. We were, you know, four hours away in Anaheim. Yeah. Perfectly behaved. So I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm more concerned about my wife. You're experienced. Is she experienced with kids? I think she you, is. You've already... Why is she yeah. more nervous than you? I don't think she's nervous. I'm or, concerned about her in the pain area. Oh, yes. Because I'm thinking, like, you know, she's getting bigger and her ankles are swelling. Yes. And, you know, she's yeah. getting some and, self-consciousness about it. Right. Because she's getting, you know, her belly's getting bigger. And Yeah. I can't like, understand that. Do you, can you understand that? I don't. She's like, I'm so fat. I'm like, you're not fat. Do you're all pregnant. You, the ladies who, who are worried about how they look, mm-hmm. uh, you're supposed to be fat. You've got a baby in your belly. I don't exactly. get that. I don't get it. That's weird to me. So I'm concerned about her in that respect. And then I'm also thinking forward, like, I'm going to be in that room with her when she's pushing and yeah. going through all this pain and I can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. To me, that that's the most that's causing me the most anxiety mm-hmm. but actually raising a kid and everything i'm fine yeah no i think you're gonna be so good because i see you as a teacher and you know we teachers we kind of have a foot up on, on other people mm-hmm. because you learn to be tough as a teacher yes. you can't be a wuss tough love. and that's the thing that i see with parents um in our world today is they have a hard time saying no to their kids. They, they think that they have to give their kids everything and you're not going to have a problem with that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which that's, that's a good thing though. And kids just crave that the Mm -hmm. boundaries and they do. I think people don't realize that, um, when kids act out and they're behaving horribly, that's, that's a cry for help. Yes. That's a cry for discipline. It's a cry for structure. Yes. 
so, but, so frustrating as teachers and parents to, to go through grocery stores and see parents just allowing yes. stuff. You just don't do it. You have the control, parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I already told my my wife, I said, Christina, if our daughter goes crazy, I'm not a big proponent of spanking, but I have no problem taking her kid out to the car and giving him a little yeah. spank on the butt. No. But, yeah. But okay, so what advice do you have for me? Let's Other start. Than... Let's start with spanking. Okay, okay spanking. because I well, I was spanked as a kid, mm-hmm. and I spanked my kids. But and you know what? This is going to be a little confessional. Uh-huh. I probably you should never spank in anger, and I did a few times, mm-hmm. not excessively, right? But I mean, that's if I could give any advice. Don't ever spank in anger. Like right. my kid, my oldest kid, he peed the bed a lot. And one time, I was angry at him. I said, "Soren, you can't, you can't." As if he could help it. it right. I gave him a little spanking, mm-hmm. and that's wrong. That's just nutty. And so you look back, you can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't fire you as a teacher because <laughs> twenty years ago you spanked, right. or whatever that was, you spanked your child. It's funny because I can't stand the European countries. I think several of them have outlawed spanking. Oh, wow. Like, I, the, the, the way I think spanking really matters is, man, when your kid runs out in front of another yes. car, you give them a swat, and they look at you like, whoa. It has to be immediate. Yeah, immediate, and they know. And it's just right. a little swat, and they know. No. No yeah. way. So I wouldn't do it. So, like, you know, I would have, I got spanked myself as well growing up, but it, I would never do it out of anger. Certainly no, not use foreign objects or anything, but yeah. just like a little like... Yeah, yeah, swat in the butt. It's just moderation. That's our whole right. theme on the show. All right, so my... I have a pet peeve with mm-hmm. parents who say, oh, I can't expect this of my kid mm-hmm. because I didn't do this. That, right. that If you take that to its logical extreme, mm-hmm. then the world is going to shit yeah. because you could never... Mm-hmm. I mean, you could never expect your child to do better than you. And I constantly tell my kids, I think this is something all parents should do, and I don't think enough do, is say, listen, I expect you to be better than me. Right. All these negative examples I give, mm-hmm. you don't do. Right. And and then I go and list all these stupid things I do, you know? Uh-huh. And like me lashing out in anger. I'm, I get super angry sometimes. And I hope they're not that. And I think they listen to me. So that's one thing that I'm just really into yeah. as a parent. You can't tell your kids, you know what? You can do this stuff because really I did this stuff. And mm. no, all the stupid things you did, you can't expect. You expect your kids not to do it. And that brings us to the word expectations. I totally right. think the number one rule in parenting is... Whatever you expect, mm-hmm. not everything, but mostly, if it's within reason, you get from your kids. If you yeah. expect, if you know they can get straight A's, then expect it from them and be discouraged. You know, don't go to get out of control with it, but if you know that they can do this, expect it of them. Right. And kids can do a lot, and I don't know that we expect enough of our kids. Right. Um, I think that um, we're giving them... I don't know, a break that we shouldn't be. But it's kind of like those teachers, too, who yeah. um, don't have high standards for their students. Yeah. As a teacher, if you give your student high expectations or high standards, they'll meet them. Yep. yep. But if you set the bar low, they will it's, go low. It's so true, and there's such a correlation between teaching and parenting. Yeah. Thanks. I, uh, you're going to be such a great parent and a great dad, and so is Christina. I'm just, I'm just so excited for you guys. So I appreciate that. Thank you, John. Yes. You know, I got to tell you one more thing. There was a big brouhaha about 
oh, it must have been five years ago at least now, about Asian parenting. But I'm like, yeah. I kind of like the Asian parenting style. I'm okay with it. The as tiger as, mom? Yeah, the, the tiger, yeah, the tiger mom. Uh, they went too far a little bit. But you know what? It's better to be over, to, to over-expect than to under-expect. Yeah. I'll never forget one time my kid, he played such a horrible basketball game. He was so timid and so he, – he got hit in the head by the uh, basketball. Wow. Um, because somebody threw a great pass at him. And it was because he felt like he wasn't worthy enough to – And to man, catch it or something. I got on him so bad. I bet the whole neighborhood heard me talk about it. And you know what? Nice. He had the best season after that. I was on him. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? You get results sometimes when you just expect a ton. You have to you have to have high expectations. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, how and also, we, sorry. Oh yeah, no. I just want to say thank you to Lisa Jacobson. Nice, super awesome chick. Yeah. Right on. All right. So, uh, how do we feel about celebrities? Oh, I can't wait to hear your. You're gonna go first on this. Like, you want to go first? On yeah. Me. Hulk Hogan uh, and James Gunn. Should we ever forgive them? So, Hulk Hogan. You'll have to explain that one to me. Okay. So basically, Hulk Hogan, of course. But as Donald Trump hangs on to the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. Hulkamania, right? This amazing WWF. Back then it was WWF, now it's WWE wrestler. He went on this like racist tirade. Okay. And I believe it was on the phone, I forget. He went on some racist tirade. And it got it, it leaked. I mean, I'd rather if she was going to some N-word, I'd rather have her marry an eight-foot-tall N-word worth a hundred million dollars. And so the WWE at the time revoked his membership in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Well, recently they gave it back to him. Okay. So he was let back into the Hall of Fame, and some people were like, "Well, that's not cool. Like you're, you know, backdoor letting him in, even though he had this history where he's." Did he demonstrated ever bad apolog- behavior. He did apologize. He apologized, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So what do you think about him being like that again? Should he just be out, out? The thing about that one, see, that, first of all, i got to ask you this question. It mm-hmm. wasn't in any kind of comedian role. No, I think he was actually like a personal conversation that got leaked. All right. As I recall. So if I, this is going to be a weird, complex answer, but if Good. we have other evidence besides his um, apology that he isn't a racist, I think that I would, I'm super forgiving as a person. I, I totally believe in, in giving people second chances. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that one, if you're speaking to a friend off the record, I feel like that's when your true self comes out. Right. And, man. He's dropping, like, N-words and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's a hard one. It's a tough one. But I, I, I look at it and I think, so that's Terry Hogan, the person who was saying those things. But then Hulk Hogan, the wrestler, the icon, right? Right. Flag-waving, you know, Hulkamania. Did you love him or not? I loved him. He body-slammed Andre the Giant. Look at this! Is you that know? coloring your response here and at I all? I think that's coloring my <laughs> response, and I totally admit it. <laughs> I don't shy away. Okay, good. Because I've gotten some flack from people who are like, well, dude. You get into these full-on conversations about yeah, WWE. I, do. I love it. I love By the it. way, my cousin Henry and my brother Jesse both want to have an episode where we talk wrestling. <laughs> t- so, I will be the questioner. You can be the I questioner. Love that. Please. Right on. So, but anyway, so, so my take was... Let Hulk Hogan. Maybe not. Don't let Terry in. 
Don't let Terry Hogan in, but let Hulk Hogan into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Terry's the racist. Hulk Hogan is an American hero. Okay. Okay. I don't know. But, well, I don't, so anyway, yeah. that brings us I don't in. know if I agree with that. <laughs> okay, so explain that. Okay, go ahead. But no, I just, just because, because you can't, se- I don't think you can separate the two. I mean, yeah. um, in baseball, for instance, um, Pete he Rose, was. yeah, and, and I think that a lot of these steroid users like Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds aren't going to get in either. No. Because, they, uh, you know, they use steroids and, and you know, you're saying that, oh, let them in as players. Of course, I don't think that calling people racist helped him in the ring, although it's all staged anyway, unless you totally believe that it's not staged. I don't know what your belief is. Actually, I think because I'm separating it, I'm acknowledging that it's fake. Okay, okay. Yeah, so... so like, the real person is probably racist. So, in other words, but Hulk they're Hogan actors. Is, Hulk Hogan is the persona, the right. actor. So, an actor would also give... as a, Like, you wouldn't go back and take, like, a Golden Globe or, like, Oscar away from somebody. But they weren't... Sure. He wasn't already given it, was he? He he was already in the Hall of Fame. And then they took and it they away. Took it away. Oh, interesting. That has never there. happened in baseball, basketball, football that I'm aware of. I don't think you can even do that. No, so they give it back to him. No, I don't know that I agree with that. Once it's done, you got to do your due diligence, man, before it. In or out. Yeah. <laughs> in or yeah, out. You can't take it away. There's no, I was about to say, <laughs> a really bad racist. I don't know. No Indian giving? <laughs> yeah. I'll say it. I'm, a, yeah, I'm that's, native. Yeah, you can do that. I can do it, yeah. So that brings us to Now, James I've been Gunn. following, I actually know about this. I've been following this I know you know gun core. So I'll give my opinion first. All right, first. all right. I can't wait to hear what this is. I'm pretty strong in my opinion on this. I can't Shoot. wait. I hope. No, you. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So this is, again, probably where I'm a hypocrite. Because two weeks ago, two episodes ago, I had Jose on, and he talked about how Roseanne Barr lost her show because of her tweets. I have that in my notes. It's amazing <laughs> you're saying that, yeah. And we're like, we both agreed. Yeah. You know what? ABC was like, these comments, these tweets are um, don't reflect our values, so you're out. Yeah. Fast forward to James Gunn. I don't support firing him because... Yes! 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 Thank you! Okay. We agree. We agree. Because these tweets were from 10 years ago. Exactly! That's the huge difference, and it's a big difference. So Roseanne's tweets were like contemporary. Did she apologize right away? She apologized afterward, but... Hasn't she also had episodes like this before? I, I should mean, I, oh, through her whole career, yeah. Right, this yeah. has been a regular right. pattern of behavior. And and she keeps on saying, oh, shoot, sorry, oh, shoot, sorry. Yeah. So the, the situation with James Gunn is this. The tweets weren't brought to light by concerned citizens, right? right? Because, right. I don't know if you got this in your notes or not, but James Gunn already got in trouble for these tweets. Oh, no, I didn't know And that. a lot of them were, were deleted. Oh. A lot of these tweets were no. already deleted. He already got in trouble for these tweets. Oh, that makes me years even ago. more mad. Is there any chance? And he already apologized. He already said I'm sorry. These were tweets that don't reflect him. He deleted a lot of them. And I, they were so far fetched that it, I totally believe him when he says they're in jest. He was trying to be funny, right. which he wasn't. He was trying to be provocative. Right. But here's the thing: he was having an, a Twitter spat with a conservative. Because James Gunn's very anti-Trump. So this person he was arguing with, this Trumpkin, this Trump supporter, went back and found all these disgusting things. Honestly, they're disgusting. Oh, no. And then brought them back. And because of the environment that we're in, 
his knee within 12 hours, fired him. Now, weren't they so disgusting that it's just, like, obvious that he's... He was trying to be provocative. Yeah. And but these were 10 years ago. Yeah. It's not like he did it, like, yesterday. Okay. Like, okay, yeah. dude. But he apologized and said, I already apologized for these before, and I'm apologizing again. So this is, like, double-dipping outrage. Right. <laughs> And they were, so, what were they, homophobic? Homophobic. Racist? I think they were racist, and there were some rape kind of jokes. Okay. Quote-unquote jokes. Yeah, so bad. Really they bad. They were really bad. I'm not going to defend right. the content, but we already went through this. But from 10 years ago. From 10 years ago. And this is politically motivated. Yeah. So it's not like someone's like, oh my god, he tweeted this yesterday, I'm so offended. This is like 10 years ago, someone's like, screw you, James Gunn, you hate Trump, so I'm going to... Dredge up these old tweets. Right. So I'm trying not to be a hypocrite here, but right. isn't there this this theme uh, with liberals trying to hold liberals to the same standards as conservatives and then going too far? I think this is an this example is, of that. I mean, isn't that Garrison Keillor too? Yes. Ah. You cast too wide of a net. The pendulum swings too far. Yeah. I don't know. And it backfired. Like, kind of, same thing with, like, Al Franken. Yeah. Like, we but, stood by and let Al Franken go down. And, and you know what? Also, man, I give major leeway. I think we both do for, to comedians. Yeah. I mean, com, com, comedy is so reliant on on just saying really shocking things. So We need to have a comedy special, a yeah. comedy episode. Yeah, we really should. Uh, I, I, I almost want to see if we could actually lay down some rules that would be cohesive. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's possible for a comedian. I don't. I kind of am of the belief that there shouldn't be rules. Yeah, like anything goes. Anything goes. I if you do it well, right? If you make people laugh, I think yes. you're right. I mean, we if could you be make talking about crazy stuff too. But yeah. I've laughed at really awful things because they were truly funny. Jokes. Yes, yes, me too. So there, I watched a documentary recently on Netflix. Had like Mel Brooks, and he got a lot of flack. For the producers, because he had that whole springtime for Hitler Nazi thing. Yeah. And he's like, everything's funny. Yeah. He's like, maybe I'll draw the line at the Holocaust, but other comedians won't. Right. Right? So it's a matter of, if you're going to do a terrible joke, if you're going to do a taboo joke, right. make it funny. Right. And I think that needs to be the standard. If you're telling a taboo joke that's not funny, yeah, you're going to... Now, Roseanne obviously wasn't trying to be funny with her racist no. she's uh, racist. Tweet. Yeah. And uh, Al Franken, has that has nothing to do with his comedy. No. But, yes, it did, in that he was sort of being slapsticky. And Do I remember in, in oh, some of the right. photos? Because the know. chick was asleep, and he was grabbing her yeah. chest. Yeah. But she was wearing armor. Yeah, right. I can't. I, can, yeah. 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 I hope we don't come off as sounding like total hypocrites here. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. And I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. But I admit, like, maybe I'm biased, I'm hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's a difference between Roseanne's disgusting tweets and someone going back and using James Gunn's 10-year-old tweets against yep. him. No, that's the big thing, the 10-year-old. I got to say one thing here. I, when my friend, good, my best man at my wedding, once sent me one of those stupid email things where you're supposed to like, if you don't send this to 10 of your oh. friends, and it was one of those real gushy, schmaltzy things, mm-hmm. and I sent back to him the most hideously, yeah. I mean, racist, uh, <laughs> 
misogynist, right, right, uh, I, I, murder. What's the violence? Right, right. It's because I was trying to be super, super over the top, and of course it was all in jest. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be super, super over the top. But man, if that email ever got out into the world, it would be. Oh, I mean, hopefully people would realize. Obviously, it's obviously. so over the top that I was trying to be. You know, but see, I don't know. Make a point. You look at Trump, and he says things that are disgusting. Right. And he's not joking. No, he's not. He's serious. No. How come Chris Rock can do a routine and everybody finds it hilarious and groundbreaking and then I go and do the exact same routine, same comedic timing, and people file a complaint to corporate? Is it because I'm white and Chris is black? Uh, (laughs) Just separating parents. I'm laughing about separating parents from their toddlers. Sheesh, I shouldn't be laughing about that, but it's funny. In its hideousness. In its hideousness, exactly. So anyway, all right. Timer went up. Next our, question. Our take on school shooting conspiracy theories, like Sandy Hook. I want to go first on this Please. one because the the only the, this one's so obvious. It's kicking people when they're really hurting. It's mm-hmm. kicking them not when they're down. It's kicking them when they're really down. Yeah. It, it, can you imagine being a parent of a lake? Is it Lakeland or Lakeview in Florida? Parkland. Parkland or, or Sandy Hook or any of these other shootings. Mm-hmm. And then somebody is telling you, oh, all of, your, all of your sadness is for nothing. That didn't even happen. Sandy Hook, it's got inside job written all over it. Well, not even that your sadness or, or like you lost your child. It's you are a paid actor of the government. Oh, yes. Thank and you. your child didn't even exist, or if they did exist, they were a paid actor. Yes. Because the government, according to Alex Jones, Infowars, oh. who Trump loves, and Trump has been on the show. One minute left, Donald Trump. What do you have to say about your book and what's coming up? Well, first of all, before the book, you mentioned one thing. I had never heard that, but I am in this to win it. I am not in this to say, oh, gee, I've done a really good job. I just want to finish by saying your reputation's amazing. I will not let you down. You will be very, very uh, impressed, I hope. Mm, Saying these things were false flag, quote unquote, false flag events by the government to take people's guns away. And that they're doing it to get money for themselves. Oh, it's disgusting. (laughs) There's a cover up. There's actors. They're manipulating. They've been caught lying. And they were pre-planning before it and rolled out with it. So, so people, I don't know that we have to go too far. <laughs> I think, you know, you, so the whole idea is people are more willing to embrace the idea that the victims and their families are paid actors mm-hmm. than even accept one iota of gun control legislation. Yeah. Isn't uh, that sad? Oh, it's so sad. And the people who are less likely to support that are more likely to uh, believe the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Oh, it's a wacky world. It is a wacky world. And so, like, I think the other thing my brother has talked to me about along these lines of conspiracy theories is um, 9-11 conspiracy theories. Jesse. Yes. Uh, my other brother, I don't know. <laughs> we got to have my brother on. Well, yes! yes! People have told me we got to yes! have a Trump supporter on. Yes! So my course. other brother is a Trump supporter. God bless his heart. You better ask him, him if he, wants, if he wants his name on the show. I have actually bleeped his name out in previous episodes. <laughs> okay, episode, good, yeah. So I'll probably bleep it out right now. Okay, here. right now. But yeah, we got to bring on a Trump supporter. Heck yeah. It would be totally, um, I hope. <laughs> um, I, he can be pretty foul. Oh, no, no, no. I think He's that we can find a, a way to, to make it, what's the, my word? Come on. 
copacetic. Yeah, copacetic. Yeah. Absolutely. So, anyways, uh, 9-11. Yeah. I teach a 9-11 unit 9/11. every year. How do you fake that? Come on. But, yeah, people think that was fake. It's this tinfoil hat segment of our society. Yep. And they don't realize this is my big What thing. do you mean by tinfoil hat? I've heard that and read that a lot. I don't know. People it's like sort of like in the dark and they put tinfoil hats on so the government can't read their brains. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. That's what Their brain waves or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But it's this idea that the government's huge. They put together these false flag events like 9-11 or Sandy Hook. Or the moon. Or the moon landing. <laughs> God. Oh, I'm not going to go there. But anyway. Or the earth is flat. Yeah. But to me, here's what kills me. Human beings cannot keep secrets. Yep. At all. Bill Clinton got a <laughs> in the Oval Office. That. Couldn't even keep that secret. There's only two people there. And you're going to tell me that we're doing 9-11 was a conspiracy how many and the people? government didn't keep that secret? So how many people would that take? Thousands. It would take thousands, wouldn't it? Yeah, to orchestrate that kind of a thing. My goodness. Or school shootings, all those paid actors. You're going to tell me all those quote unquote paid actors aren't yep. coming out going, you know, I really regret. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it's uh, just bull- and people eat it up. Yeah. I think that's because of some craziness that's happened in our world. Like, no, I would never have thought that Lance Armstrong, for instance, oh. was that's that's almost a conspiracy, you know? Yeah. He conspired to fool all of us, and he did a great job. We're going to find out that he has both testicles. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so, I mean, that craziness like that does happen, so people think, well, of course, and there's a heck of a lot of others. No, you know what? For The crazier it is, the more evidence you need yeah. to actually believe it. Totally. If it's, yeah, if it's not very controversial, I don't need much evidence, but if it's mm-hmm. nutty, give me a ton of evidence. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway. Yep. Next question. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that might be it. I think we have more questions. Okay, you look it up. Yeah, you look it up. I thought we had more. Uh, you know what? And it's probably my printer didn't because I'm. Yeah, I know I have more stuff after this. Okay. Um, thank you so much for everybody, um, uh, to everybody who sent those questions in, and um, keep them coming. Yeah, I think we. This was fun, and it was kind of like lightning round. Yeah, I think we should do this again. Maybe like every few episodes, yeah. take it's, questions. From it's people. Jeopardy's potpourri. <laughs> That's what it is. Potpourri, exactly. I'll take a rapist. Potpourri, actually, Pope that was Pere. Fred, not not the yeah. name. Pope on a rope. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Your reputation's amazing. Now we're on to this, uh, the part of our show where you talk about things you've been reading, things you've been listening to, things that you've been watching on TV mm-hmm. or in the movies. What you got for us? So... About a year ago, I went down to Santa Barbara. Um, our bishop in our region, who's world famous, Bishop Robert Barron, he has his Word on Fire show. He's got a YouTube channel with millions of people. He has a podcast. He's he's world famous, basically. Is he, do you think, like a top five bishop as far as um, fame? He is the number one Catholic on Twitter. Commentator on Twitter. Catholic Clergy at all, uh, not second, more than I think only. To, I think he's second only to the Pope. Holy smokes! Yeah, he's been on all kinds of like he's been on Today Show. He's been on all kinds of news media. World famous, not just like famous like you know. Yeah, in our region, world famous. I've met him several times because he's come and done mass at my at my parish. Nice. So I've got to meet him several times. Super nice guy. But um, can so we have him on? Let's have him on. No. <laughs> well, I want to have my priest on to talk about Pope Francis. Oh, yes. yes. So we got to schedule that. About a year ago, 
I went down to Santa Barbara, and I listened to him um, deliver a six-hour lecture on the Mass. The Mass, I think, is the privileged encounter with Jesus Christ. Christianity is a relationship with the risen Christ. It's a friendship with him. The Mass is the most intense way, this side of eternity, that we can commune with Jesus. Wow. It was amazing. <laughs> six hours. <laughs> Do you think Whoa. everybody in the audience actually thought it was amazing at six hours? I think so. Was your butt hurting? My ass was killing me, yeah. but I didn't even notice. Wow. Riveted. On the mass. On the on liturgy? On the mass. Or what? Liturgy, the mass, the it's Eucharist, history? the history, oh, that'd be, that'd what everything means. Yeah. And um, so they took this six-hour lecture, and they broke it into six parts. No way. And then it's a six-part series. And I got it on wow. DVD. And you can find it online at mass.wordonfire.org. I got it for um, 60 bucks, $60. It came with a book. Ooh. It came with um, two additional bonus DVDs. So 60 bucks for me, anyway, that was well spent. And well, each, each um, DVD is how long? Um, three hours. And it's divided wow. in... So there's two DVDs. Right, and then it's divided. Each one has three and three, and there were two bonus discs. Nice. So eloquent. He just he just explains everything in such a deep spiritual way and connects it to the Old Testament and shows how that's brought out in the New. Hmm. And I, I think one of the main takeaways was and this is this is key. People think well, I go to mass to be with Jesus, to be with God, and I check the box, and I get to go home. But the mass. Its root is in Latin, misa, right? Which means to be sent out. Oh, so it's mission. actually in mission, right? Huh. So the, the, what it actually means is you go to mass to be nourished, mm -hmm. to get your sustenance, yeah. to then be sent out yeah. into the world to live your mission, yeah. right? To live out your life in glory of God. It's a preparation day, yeah. So it's meant to send you out. Mass is meant to send you out, not just to like go check the box and then you're done, mm -hmm. right? I think that if people understood that key parts, yeah. the world might be a different place. Oh, but. you're doing your job in this podcast for sure. I, I try. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, you're very knowledgeable and eloquent. I always enjoy. I just, I just, as you know, somebody whose dad is a pastor, I just dig mm -hmm. theology. You can't help it. Love it. Oh, your dad's awesome too. I, I've talked to your dad about this kind of stuff before. <laughs> your turn, Joel. What are you All watching right. or listening or reading to? I'm going to do two things here today. Dave Matthews, the great Dave Matthews and his band, mm -hmm. um, has come out with a new uh, album in June, mm -hmm. and I love it. Um, there's a couple songs that I would point you to. It's so sad that we're not listening to whole albums anymore and we're so into singles. But um, Oh Joy is first um, Oh Joy Begin And it's got like uh, It's got another title I can't remember what it is But it's something about Samurais But man It's super powerful and fun hmm. Not fun Just powerful It's yeah. serious and, and powerful And then, but I want to ask my, our readers, speaking of, this is our, like, uh, call-in, or uh, there's a song called Here On Out. It's an acoustic jam. I love it. It's full-on acoustic. But like so many Dave Matthews um, songs, it's got super interesting 
killer percussion mm. and but the time signature is super funky and weird on the not on the uh, chorus but on on the verse out of the corner of my eye caught you walk by i chase you down is it okay if i call you mine from here on out cannot figure out the time signature if anybody out there can figure out the time signature of the verse mm-hmm. in uh, here on out I think it's the third song on the album it's such a beautiful song it's all acoustic and pretty um, send it to me please we need my time signature it's like, like rhythm, no, most or? songs are really like uh, quarter notes per measure or or four quarter quarter notes per measure so it would be like that's four uh, quarter notes or four yeah, yeah, for measure. So you're but, saying but there's like sometimes weird... like the most famous off signature song of all time is called "Take Five by um, the Dave Brubeck Band. And it's five beats per measure, and it's really yeah. Everyone's heard that, but people don't realize that's that band being so awesome as to take a really funky time signature and make it palatable. Because to be honest, it's hard to take anything, especially prime numbers five, seven, and eleven, and 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 put that into a song. It just sounds rotten and awful unless you rock like Dave Matthews on this song he finds a way to make that song outstanding is it like six (laughs) no six is actually normal the six six eight is a real cool time signature Elvis is is known for that Uh, uh, but Man, I think it's something like 11, or I can't figure it out. My sons, who are great musicians, can't figure it out. And oh, it wow. is so cool. So anyway, that one is called Here On Out. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have to go back to something you talked about a while back, Lady Please. Bird. Yes. Crush was on, I mean, Crash was on um, Lady Bird. And that was such a great movie. Thank you so much for pointing me in that direction. Oh, good. Give me a number. I don't understand. You give me a number for how much it costs to raise me, and I'm going to get older and make a lot of money and write you a check for what I owe you so that I never have to speak to you again. Well, I highly doubt that you will be able to get a job good enough to do that. Gosh, I love that movie. I watched it on the plane over to Hawaii. Good. Man, it's a great movie. Watch it if you haven't. Uh, It's just an old-school movie. It's not real action-oriented. It's just deep. So for me, I grew up in Sacramento. Yeah. I went to Catholic school. But to me, that was the time period is in the nineties. Yeah. No, actually, that was like the early two thousands. Right. 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 But yeah, close enough. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Still nineties influence, but such a great movie. Oh, so. Absolutely. And Laura Metcalf, she just she know. got an Oscar for that. She was the mom. Oh no way! She, she got was a, great. an Oscar for that. Role. But what about was the um, daughter? Was she nominated? She wasn't even nominated. Oh, that's wrong. She was so good. What's her name? Do you know? I don't even know her name. All right, that's uh, sad. Anyway, edit that out. All right, <laughs> next. And then um, I got to read a quote from Obama in his um, recent speech in South Africa. I think he gives it every year, and and this goes along with Jose and my deep desire to be centrist. It sounds like we're liberals, but we try to be centrist so hard. And this is Obama giving to the other side. 
giving something to them, which Trump and so many Republicans never do. Hmm. You have, you can never think that one side has all the truth. And Obama's never been that way. He says, he said in the speech. Now, we have to acknowledge that there is disorientation that comes from rapid change and modernization and the fact that the world has shrunk and we're going to have to find ways to lessen the fears of those who feel threatened. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I feel like I think Democrats need to do a better job. There are people who have never experienced other cultures, and it is shocking to them, and we have to kind of walk them through it. We're total, we're multicultural people, mm-hmm. so we're used to it. It's no big deal. And we're shocked when other people can't, but right. we have to put ourselves in their shoes. He goes on to say, in the West's current debate about immigration, for example, it's not wrong to insist that national borders matter. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should, and, and you know what? The far left is all for open borders. That's nutty. Yeah, that's we should, nutty. We should be okay with borders. That laws need to be followed. That in the public realm, newcomers should make an effort to adapt Adapt to the language and customs of the new home. You know what? They already do. That's, oh, yeah. what's, that's what the right doesn't understand. Those are legitimate things, and we have to be able to engage people who feel as if things are not orderly. He's mm-hmm. talking about, you know, these people coming over, they don't process. have papers, whatever process, right? We have to find, and pe- I think people on the left don't realize that, you know what? There are people on the right who want order and want there to be process. There are people on the left who want to go with our hearts and mm-hmm. you can't separate mothers from, but that's hard so to, I think I would agree with Obama and I think he does this really well is the hard part yes you have the law but you have to add the, the respect for the human dignity exactly and you have to have compassion and that goes to the separation of families if that exactly. they, if that breaks your heart it's got to be wrong exactly yep so I just wanted to go read that whole speech or go listen to it was that all it was oh I'll read more or was it those are legitimate fears or things, he says, and we have to be able to engage people who do not feel as if things are not orderly. But that can't be an excuse for immigration policies based on race or ethnicity or religion. How dare Trump say, you can't come to our country because you're Muslim. Of course, yeah. he hides be- behind this thing, this idea that they're coming to our country from terrorist countries. Exactly. But they all happen to be Muslim countries. It's He's trying to play a... Fast and loose game. Yeah, he's walking the tightrope and it's wrong. There's got to be some consistency, Obama goes on. We can enforce the law while respecting the central humanity of those who are striving for a better life. That's what you just said. Mm -hmm. For a mother with a child in her arms, we can recognize that could be somebody in our family. That could be my child. Amen. Going back to the whole, our couple episodes again. And... You know, we were talking about marching. If if that mm-hmm. and, and it's it's and there was a march. Care of, yeah. and it, there were lots of marches, and it was a beautiful thing. And but you know, there are still some parents, even as we speak, who are mm-hmm. not quite reunited. I just saw an, an article today where they were they've deported hundreds. Yeah. So it's like we have the kids, but the parents been deported back to the yeah. home country. Yep. It, it's a mess. It's yep. So I, I was, and I know conservatives this drives them crazy, but I was gonna say. That this speech almost brought me to tears. Oh, I got I got teary eyes. I sure. miss President Obama. So mm. rational, mm. wise. He's got a big heart, mm-hmm. and he, he says things that that his far left mm-hmm. does not agree with too, which is brave. He stakes out the pragmatic, mm-hmm. realistic vantage point. Mm-hmm. So he's not into the whole ideological battles. Yep. And I think that's one thing that really irritated him as president: mm-hmm. ideological purity battles. Yep. 
And for him, it's like, what's the right thing to do? Where's, where's, the, what's, where's the arc of history going? Right. And how do we get there pragmatically? And it is why he would never have condoned separating families from parents. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes with the law, maybe, but it just it tears at the heart. And but see, Trump supporters will say this was an Obama era law. That's another which lie. Which is a total lie. Yeah. But people repeat it. Yep. Um, but anyway. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's such a great speech. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on our humble little podcast. You can do us a huge favor by subscribing to our show wherever you listen to podcasts such as Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, and iTunes. Be sure to rate our show, leave a review. Leave some questions, leave some comments. Your rating will help others find the show. And thank you to all of you guys who've already done that. And be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation on Tap. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Joel. Welcome back. Yeah. Good to be back. <laughs>